Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have TG in a nice Christmassy jumper. Yeah, it's, you know, it's snowing out today. Uh, so, yeah, Temple Grower from uh, Treaty 6 Territory, a.k.a. Saskatoon. Or, a.k.a. Flatlands. Yeah, you know, it's uh, flat <laughs> and uh, pretty... It's going to get cold. It was really nice the last week, but it's going to get real cold. So hope you, you, you guys see, are doing good. Sounds scary. It is. It's like scary. It's minus 40 degrees and shit. Well, <laughs> not there yet, but 25. And you know, we haven't hit that yet. So it's going to be you know, the Oof. coldest. Oof. And then yeah. we got the, on the other side of the coin, we have Bubble Hawk, who is sweating a lot today. Right, Bubble? G'day guys, Bubble Hawk here. Yes, I am sweating away in the land down under, uh, upside down from hanging from my ankles, unlike all these other guys. But, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's actually yesterday was was warm. Um, actually, last week's been pretty warm. I, I don't know if you saw the photo I popped up on um, on the Discord. That was a, a nice one. Went down to the coast and had a bit of a fish off the coast there and off the rocks. And nice. it was a beautiful day, but. Um, yeah, now I'm I'm kind of looking like a rock lobster. So, a rock lobster. What, what what does one of those look like? Red as fuck when you drop it in hot water. Yeah, a big guitar and fucking you know headband, cool glasses. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like cool spot. Remember cool spot? That was good shit. Yeah, we get it. Nice. I nice teaching. Went, went there Muppets, the rock lobsters or something. I think there's some Muppets like that. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. We also have Monkey. What's up, Monkey? Not much, guys. Monkey down here in the southeast U.S. We're kind of in between the two. I'm not sweating, and I'm definitely not freezing. So it's all good down here, man. So surviving somewhere in the middle, in limbo, in the twilight zone of temperatures. This this time of year, that's the perfect place to be, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just noticing we're probably getting our... uh, about two weeks of fall color, you know, we're starting to see a few trees turn and then everything will fall off very shortly. Damn, just two weeks. And then it's back to summery loveliness for you, is it? No, it's the leaves will fall off in two weeks and then they'll, they'll you know, in spring, they'll come back green, but we just don't get a lot of color down here. We, we don't have a lot of varieties that, that change. So if we want to see fall not, color, we have the internet. Does it, does it not <laughs> get cold enough to, to do that? You think? Is that just what varieties it is, of trees, the native varieties down here. There's only a few that will actually change. And we get some right, pretty nice yeah. colors here, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's all dead. Right. right. Yes, and we also have Marge. How's it going, Marge? From the critically acclaimed, award-winning, yes. or at least should be award-winning <laughs> podcast. Podcast, that's right. Bite <laughs> me, the show about edibles. And in one recent review, it was described as, have, as having the voice of an angel. So. Nice, I would agree. I concur. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your voice angel, you know, Lucifer was an angel too. Very true. <laughs> this is true. Shots yeah, fired. He never did say what kind of angel, but you know what? It was it's a pretty big burn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool. But you good, March. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It happens to be raining here today. Speaking of of weather, because Canadians always like to talk about that. It's raining Whoa. here in Ontario. I would have not thought all of your rain is frozen at this time of year. Usually, it's a, an unusual to have rain 
that's for sure but yeah. it's been pretty mild so what do nice. you do nice no, no snow to shovel though so that's a bonus damn man so so do you go do you call hail hail or do you call it <clears throat> ice rain we call it hail <laughs> <laughs> uh, only yeah only reason i'm asking is because i said i was watching that show and it starts hailing on north vancouver island and they're going oh look it's ice rain i'm like bruh it's fucking really? hail just call it hail wow like, ice rain well there, is... there are differences now there's sleet there's hail yeah. and there's freezing rain there's three different yeah. things this this was like proper like golf ball sized hail oh. like it it's hail it, there's, there's nothing of rain about that yeah. <laughs> you know it's dangerous man god damn it's like golf balls and that's like ice cube rain not ice cube rain <laughs> <laughs> damn like that so what are we all smoking on well you got marge you got something nice yeah i got some more dosy dough grape lime i've been working mm-hmm. on finishing mm-hmm. Now, you all know what I'm smoking on, everybody. I'm not going to say so because <laughs> I, I think somebody put in the One, chat earlier, you know. Three, go. No, don't do not do it. Because no, you can't prove them right in the chat. <laughs> I can't remember Wait. who said it, but somebody said in the chat there, uh, you have to smoke every time somebody said, every time Mackie says lemon tree. All right. <laughs> oh, right. We'd all be wasted beyond belief. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, everybody knows what, what the score is over here. But it's running low, man. We're in low on the lemon tree now. It's sad. Monkey, you didn't say what you were smoking. Oh, I'm on, on Skittles tonight. Uh, early, early test. It's been in the jars for two weeks, so it was time to open up and see if the if the terpenes came out. And the good news is, yes, I have terpenes. Nice, nice, nice. And what are you saying there, TG? I could in my hand, man. Look at that. Oh, nice, bro. Uh, for those listening, audio. TG oh. is holding his balls in his hands right now. Yeah, this is a half ounce <laughs> temple ball. Temple balls in his hands. Did you make it yourself, or did you buy it? No, I bought this one. That's right. a lot of fucking weed that would go into 14 grams, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I got this. This is Kootenay, uh, Kootenay pressed bubble hash. Mm-hmm. I'm smoking on Oregon Golden Goat 120 to 90 micron between those microns only tonight. Living the dream. Yeah, bubble hash. It's all I'm bubble saying. hash. Beautiful. Nine or ten different kinds of hash this week. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got like fucking so much shit, but I'm, uh, you know, it doesn't go bad, so whatever. We're gonna start carting you, Mister Concentrate, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I just. Well, I'm, I'm going straight for the rosin this morning. Bubble ain't fucking around. <laughs> nah, bro, it's 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 ten past eight. It's rosin time. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, should we do the news? Are we all ready? I'm gonna talk about some of this shit that's going on around the world. I think so. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it now. So I don't know which one to begin with. We've got some good stories this week. I think we're going to start with Marge's news. Because this is like, what the fuck, man? There's some hungry motherfuckers, man. (laughs) Yeah, I, I saw this one. I saw this in a few different places. I thought it was kind of funny. So the story, this version comes from BBC News. Uh, entitled Drugs. India police say rats ate 200 kilograms of seized cannabis. Okay, wait a minute. 200 kilograms. 200 kilograms. How many rats now? Jesus. Just a couple, man. They didn't specify (laughs) the number of the horde of rats. They must have gone through all of that stuff. It makes you wonder. But 
Police in India have blamed rats for destroying nearly 440 pounds of cannabis seized from dealers and kept in police stations. They say uh, Uttar Pradesh, uh, a court in Uttar Pradesh state has said that rats are tiny animals and they have no fear of the police. It's difficult <laughs> to protect the drug from them. Well, isn't that interesting? So to protect the drug from them rather than protect them from the, the drug. What's yeah. going on there? I, I, I don't really know, but the court has asked police to produce the stash of evidence in cases of drug peddling. And then in three cases in particular mentioned in this article, they found that they were unable to produce said evidence because they claimed it had been destroyed by rats. Um, in one example, a case involving 386 kilograms of the drug, <laughs> um, the police filed a report saying that, quote unquote, some of the cannabis had been quote, eaten up by the rats, unquote. Wow. Wait a minute. Does this sound a little bit suspicious to anybody else? That I smell is? a rat. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I didn't I realize so. in India they call their cops rats instead of Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Perhaps, uh, perhaps they're not really speaking about the rodents, but more about... <laughs> No, we, we were talking. Like we were speaking briefly before the show about uh, the the California River Toad that you can lick the DMT, and it's like, who the fuck tried that for the first time? Now I'm thinking, is anybody going to try any of these little rat shit pellets to see if it's got any THC oh. left? Just like a little hit of that shit. Hey, might be worth it, man. It might be worth a try. Yeah. (laughs) So this judge, Judge Shadhari, said Chowdhury, I think that is Judge Chowdhury. Yeah. Chowdhury. Okay. Chowdhury. Said (laughs) some 700 kilograms of cannabis seized by police was lying in police stations in Mathura district and that all of it was in danger of infestation by rats, which Mm. is, sounds like they've got a real rodent problem they should probably be dealing with. If that is the case, or maybe just give up on seizing cannabis altogether because they obviously can't keep it safe. So maybe that would be the better, the better option of the two. <laughs> um, he said the police had no expertise in dealing with the matter as the rats were too small. And the <laughs> way to protect the seized goods from such fearless mice, he added, was to auction the drugs to research labs and medicine firms with the proceeds going to the government. I guess that is a third option. But... Put them in fucking tubs, man, or something. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like you know, the cage. The fact that they keep the blaming the size, like the, ob- the like, size of the animal. What? Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's funny as yeah, fuck. The animals are too small to get keep away from the cannabis. Does yeah, that also mean that small. a small what animal can't do? eat that much cannabis? <laughs> Not only are they small, you guys, but they're fearless. You can tell them not to eat that cannabis all day, and they'll still do That's it. That's right, man. Do you not know about just, Splinter? Fucking hell. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. King? Yeah. Um, it also says a study published in 2019 found that the la- that when laboratory rats were given cannabis-laced dough, they tended to become less active, and their body temperature was also lowered. I know I can't remember why this was of interest, but they're just trying to make excuses. You know, they're just trying to keep talking to take the their mind off the actual reason why the weed has gone missing. And that's well, some of these experts are saying, yeah, that if the animals were unlikely Uh. to confuse the drug for food, and that if a large group of mice had eaten it, there'd be a lot of corpses that would have been found in the warehouse, which is probably true because if they Mm. had gorged themselves on cannabis, they I don't know what happens to a mouse or a rat, but they are pretty small rodents, and I'm sure it would fuck them up pretty good, maybe forever. Oh, I'm just imagining <laughs> these cops being like, "Hey, 
hey, stop. Hey. Oh, <laughs> like, they don't even, we shot at him and they didn't even stop. Oh, <laughs> this is completely the dog we are fearless. work, man. This is completely fearless. that. I know. Well, it also says in 2017, police in the Eastern Indian state of Bihar had blamed rats for consuming thousands of liters of confiscated alcohol. These rats are having a party, man. What the fuck? They can even take the tops off the bottles. (laughs) A year after the state banned the sale and consumption of alcohol. So it seems like this is an ongoing problem and that the rats are, I don't know if they're getting smarter or what they're doing, but they seem to be... Uh, the problem doesn't seem to be going away. These are very specially trained black market rats that come in there and sneak this valuable stuff back out on the market. That's what's happening. Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. Because somehow they can't protect the staff from these (laughs) tiny, fearless little creatures. Well, do they understand that there's this principle called conservation of mass? You know, if, if you move that much cannabis out of a warehouse, then, then that much mass has to be somewhere else. So you, you should be able to at least find 200 kilograms of rat shit somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, but they might find it when the whole fucking roof of the warehouse falls. In. <laughs> <laughs> the big rat orgy oh, with all man. the rat shit. Yeah. 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 Roof. It's funny. It's fuck. Yeah. That's right. Good story, I mean, the man. Thing, the other thing too to consider is that if they do have that kind of rat infestation problem, they should probably deal with it because it's it's not hygienic and it is pretty uh-huh. gross. And yeah, rats bring a lot of disease. So mm-hmm. you know. But I suppose the good thing is if they're eating all this cannabis, they're going to be super high. They won't be getting around so much. They're not spreading disease as far as they usually would. <laughs> yeah, but it gives them the munchies, and so now they're going to be eating more. Mm. Right. Yeah, right. Man. Damn. It's a problem that will probably require a multi-pronged approach to solve. I'm sure it will keep happening too. I'm sure this one's exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, you'd think it'd be just as simple as putting it into a steel tub or something, wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm, That's kind of through steel. I mean, that might be something that would be top of my mind, but apparently they have mm. not come to that uh, that conclusion yet. So give them a few more years. And <laughs> paying See the police happened. kickbacks for leaving and laying around yep. right now. That's what it is. Yeah. I've got a feeling this problem's gonna start spreading to other police forces around the world. I think it already has. It just hadn't been mm-hmm. discovered yet, if you know what I mean. Well, it mm-hmm. actually does say in 2018, eight Argentinian police officers were fired after they blamed mice for the disappearance of half a ton of cannabis from a police car. <laughs> wow. So, you know, those little mice, they probably just all got in there, just put it up on their backs and trotted it out. I'm sure that's what happened. God damn. <laughs> I didn't know these little rodents loved weed so much. I didn't either. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The they, pro- they, they, they like the best is my question, you know? Mm, what's yeah. their favorite strain? Exactly. What is your favorite strain? <laughs> Find rats? out in the grow guides. Exactly. <laughs> rats of India's favorite strain. Yes, right. So we also have uh, an interesting story coming out of Ireland this week because uh, Gino Kenny, one of the guests who have been on the show before, he, his bill has been released, right, Monkey? Yeah, Gino Kenny was our guest on episode 53. And uh, Gino is in, in the news over in Ireland this week. Uh, it's an Irish lawmaker has filed a bill to legalize cannabis possession nation, nationwide for adults 18 years and older, but a top government official has already raised concerns about the reform and proposal. Now, Ireland is important to us because, well, we've got a lot, a lot of members over at Percy's that are from Ireland. Uh, People before profit, TD Gino Kinney introduced a long-anticipated legislation on Thursday it would legalize possession up to seven grams of cannabis and two and a half grams of marijuana resin for personal adult use. 
Now that's only a quarter of an ounce he's asking for. So mm-hmm. that's not a whole lot here. You know, he's not, this is not something that's going <laughs> to, if, if anything, when I read this, I'm saying, you're only going to allow me to have a quarter of an ounce. That's, but I think the crazy. most important thing is the whole, they smell weed and that doesn't entitle them to go searching everything. Yeah, that comes later on in the article, but you're right. At least that, that there's that part of it right there. Mm. Now, there's a few Irish names in here that I'm going to have a, a little bit of trouble with. So, you know, I, I did try a little bit beforehand, but the, the bill is currently before, and I cannot say this, it looks like Dale Ehrman, and I know I said it wrong. So uh, the lower chamber of Ireland's legislature, it's not clear if lawmakers from competing parties will work to advance it, but a sponsor said that he expects the body to have a wider debate on cannabis this year. It sounds like Gino is basically trying to open up some debate here, which is Mm -hmm. a good thing because right now uh, there's not a whole lot of debate going on from what we're hearing from Martin and what we've heard from GB and, and other people in Ireland. Basically, every time this issue comes up, it gets slammed. Uh, the bill itself was quite moderate. It's amending an existing legislation that, that dates back 42 years ago when cannabis was made illegal. 42 uh-huh. years is a long time. Even King admitted this. We need a different narrative in relation to, to drug reform because criminalizing people for possessions of small amounts of any drug, particularly cannabis, is a complete waste of time and resources. Now, we've talked about the war on drugs. It has failed everywhere. I mean, come They're on, here. we're still trying, trying, trying to do anything here. They keep putting people in jail and pe- people will not stop. So guess what? He's right. Mm-hmm. We said it time and time again. And he said that, that he thinks there's a groundswell of opinions, not only in Ireland, but across the world for something very different, a different kind of narrative, different type of status quo. And I think he's right about this because everybody in, in the world right now is saying, well, maybe cannabis isn't so bad right now. Now, the biggest obstacle here uh, med- medical cannabis was le- has been legal in Ireland for a long time, but we've heard from, from people in Ireland how difficult it is to get medical cannabis in Ireland because you still have to be approved by the health ministry. It's not just going to a doctor and getting signed off. The actual head of the government's got to give you permission to use cannabis in your own country, and they have yeah. medical cam- cannabis, so this is not a good thing. So mm. I understand what Gino's trying to do here. He's trying to at least let the people of Ireland have some access here. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty good. Now, meanwhile, Tishak Mihol Martin, and yes, I did research that one. He (laughs) serves as the head of Ireland government, was already signaled that he may represent a barrier to the advancing of the modest reforms, warning how the consequences of glamorizing cannabis. (laughs) Now, that one right there just hit me. Glamorizing cannabis? We just Mm -hmm. basically want people to have access. We're not trying to say it's the best thing out there. I mean, mm. we use it for various different things. I'm a medical patient. It, I, it works wonders on my aches and pains and helps me sleep at night very well. And you know what? I've replaced every prescription drug with this medicine and it's working. And my doctors have told me recently, whatever you're doing, keep it up. So I don't think I'm glorifying this. I'm just basically one of the people to have access to this information. You know, so. Don't you love that though? Mr. Martin here is just kind of maybe over overreaching, saying glamorizing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like the right the right term. What would be a good term? A term hmm. would it be for him to do some fucking research, shut his bitch ass mouth. That's what I <laughs> think. Normalizing cannabis, you know, because that's what yeah. we really want. We just want it, we want it to be mainstream to where people aren't afraid to talk about it and ask questions about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really all we're looking for. 
The former health minister said that he's not necessarily in favor of legalizing low-level possessions. I've suggested that considering even the seven gram limit as an arbitrary measure. He's basically said that uh, from what I'm reading through the article is even though the artist says it is going to decriminalize possession, the bill actually does say that it will not be illegal to possess small amounts of cannabis up to seven grams. Now, when you, when you say, when you word it that way, that it will not be illegal, doesn't that make it legal? Decriminalize, doesn't it? Well, I mean, decriminalize basically, the way I always understood it is like, okay, you were not supposed to do this, but it's more like a traffic ticket or a jaywalking ticket. You know, you get a slap mm -hmm. on the wrist, told not to do it again, and, and, and you're sent on your way. You're not a criminal for doing it. Yeah, you don't end up with a criminal conviction. It's just a, a fine or, like or a, a, a civil a civil ticket, like you said. It's a, yeah, yeah, you're not good way to put it. it. Yeah. Good way to put it. But you know, uh, but the way this bill is worded, it will be full. You know, it will not be a crime to be in possession. Now, I know in the deep south down here, there are several different cities that are popping up. I'm seeing across Texas, Florida, Louisiana. Right now, that cities are popping up and saying, hey, if you're caught in our city with less than this amount, don't worry about it. Our police aren't going to write tickets. Now, has that legalized cannabis or is that just basically decriminalized it? I call that decriminalization because basically the cops are going to basically say, well, I could, could write you up. And if you are bad, I still have that right. But at the same time, we're not supposed to, to write you a ticket. Mm. So, uh, as long as it's on the books. I consider it decriminalized. And if, if this actually says that, that you're not a criminal for possessing seven grams, I say that's legalization. Either way, either way you split it. But I think that right there is what is going to be the, the, uh, you know, the hair that's going to have to be split to, make, to go right down the middle here because the uh, and Mr. Martin is basically saying that the wording of the bill will make cannabis legal. Yeah, that's what the end goal is, man. I don't know why they have to just mess around with all these in-between steps. It's going to happen eventually. It's mm -hmm. inevitable. So why don't you just fucking get it done? Right. I don't, I don't understand how any of these politicians can sit there, look at the system that we currently have here in the UK and Ireland, and be like, yeah, everything's going fine. There's no reason to change a thing. It's like, are you fucking serious, man? Mm -hmm. It's just fucking farce, isn't it? Well, it sounded like this bill is going to be heading up against a lot of opposition. I hate to say it, but from the other articles that I read on this bill, trying to add a little bit of background on it, it sounds like it's, hey, man, you know, those words are hard to come out of my, are doomed to fail. Hmm. You hate to say that dead on arrival kind of thing like that, but there's a lot of people high up in, in the Irish government that just aren't on board with this thing. And a lot of times when you have the higher ups, that aren't mm -hmm. on board and you know the citizens don't have the proper voice you don't get reform john vinnegan but, just said here in the chat it's easy mackie they're getting paid to do so and that's yeah. it, it's the only fucking answer it's the mm -hmm. only thing that makes sense is they're getting fucking money to say no don't do it it's the oh. only there's nothing else that makes sense man other than well, just blind ignorance even though this bill is not like leaps and bounds could make Ireland, you know, uh, have, have a decent cannabis uh, community or anything like that, or a freedom, a cannabis freedom would be a better way, way, way to put it. At least if this bill would have been in place years ago, when our good friend Martin Condon was, was making a food delivery, he wouldn't be in all his legal trouble right now. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he got, he got done up for half a joint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, and he's been it, pissed ever since, man. <laughs> he has, you know, if you put it this way, it's cost Ireland a lot for that half a mm-hmm. joint, you know, because mm-hmm. Martin's made, made it known that what, exactly what happened. They messed with the wrong motherfucker. Place, they, would, they wouldn't have messed with Martin if this would have been in place. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a good first step. I think what Gino's just trying to do is let people see that the world doesn't fall apart if you get a little bit of cannabis in the community. Yeah. You know, is I've it, seen it every time I go on vacation to a place that, has legal cannabis it looks like any other town you've ever been to mm. well you're Except telling me the sky hasn't the corner, fallen you know it just smells a little different yeah. you do sit you do see the smells and like i said there are dispensaries on the corner but people still have jobs and life goes on and it, mm-hmm. it's not all that different than any other city just they have cannabis yeah so at least it's a step in the right direction here for ireland but mm-hmm. let's see what happens because it's not uh, it's not passed yet it's only been put forward right it's been put forward, but you know the thing was, as soon as it was put forward, you had you know, the heads of government coming aboard saying, I don't know about this, which immediately signaled to me big red flags that he's going to have mm-hmm. an uphill battle. Damn. But you know, in reading the article and then going back on Twitter and reading a couple of things that he had tweeted, it sounds like he basically just trying to get the government to open up a conversation here. And even if he doesn't win, if he can get this conversation rolling and get the right people to testify, I got hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all we can do is hope. Yeah. Yeah. So Ireland, we're rooting for you guys. Yes, indeed, man. Good luck to you all. We'll keep you all informed, obviously, uh, because that's how we roll. And if anything changes over there in Ireland, we'll let you know through the news. So stay tuned. We'll make sure that we'll keep you informed of everything that's going on. But, yes, indeed. Yes. Uh, who wants to go next? Do you want to go next? Bubble, do you want to take yours? Yeah, sure. So mine runs along that same sort of line that we were talking about there. So um, we've just had an election down in Victoria. So um, and they're still counting votes. But so far, it looks like the Victorian Premier is dampening hopes for cannabis reform post-election. So hopes that the Daniel Andrews government would be more open to legalising recreational cannabis if re-elected on Saturday have been dampened by an interview the Victorian Premier gave to The Guardian on the weekend. Despite Labor preferencing legalised cannabis Victoria second on the ballot in four upper house regions, Andrews reiterated his personal opposition to reform. He said, we've got a big mental health reform agenda and dual diagnosis and drug-induced psychosis is a really significant issue for a percentage of our community at which there is no safe level that you can use that drug. Oh, I'm sick of hearing that fucking argument, I am. Yeah, Where, did, yeah. Does he yeah. cite any sources, please? You know, Of course not. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Of course not. Of so... Um, and it, it goes a little bit into that down here. So I just think that the two things are inconsistent. I fully accept that many people do not agree with that. So that's from him. Uh, Legalised Cannabis Victoria Party Secretary Craig Ellis previously described the preferencing move as a massive shift for Labor, which would lead to meaningful action on cannabis law reform if it wins the election. Uh, responding to Andrew's la- latest comments on the topic, he said he was disappointed but not surprised. Uh, the last thing Dan Andrews wants is for the tabloids to be screaming that he is soft on drugs a few days out from the election. On the one hand, he says he listens to experts when it comes to COVID. I know I've said it. So no, I'm sorry. everybody smoke. <laughs> but he <laughs> so happened. I'll, I got the, yeah, it's all warmed up. Let's do it. The, there's only two paragraphs. I'll get through this before I hit this tab. Uh, but he organized them. He ignores them when it comes to cannabis. There's no compelling evidence that cannabis causes psychosis. So to suggest that is just wrong. Uh, There is, however, overwhelming evidence that the continuing criminalization of cannabis causes immense harm. Prohibition fills the coffers of organized crime. 
It provides the link between cannabis and harder drugs and turns otherwise law-abiding Victorians into criminals. Ellis added, hopefully, and with the help of Labor's preferences, there will be a legalised cannabis M2 in the Victorian Parliament to help change the Premier's mind. So since this article came out, that came out a few days back. Um, now, he's won. So da Daniel Andrews and the, and the Labor Party look like they're going to take the, take the win. Um, however, it also looks like legalised cannabis in Victoria has managed to score themselves a couple of seats in the upper house. So all going well, um, we, that means there's another couple of uh, legalized cannabis candidates in parliament around Australia. So good news, bad news. I, I really, I really think that they, they're just going to have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, but the more this happens um, and the more we get that conversation rolling, the better it's going to be. Um, so yeah, and as Stonewolf said, it's good news for the federal election. So, so there seems to be a little bit more progression there. So some progression in so, Ireland, some progression in Australia. But Annie just landed in the chat. What's up, Annie? Everybody wave at Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi, Hi, Hi Annie. Annie. From, from the High Ladies <laughs> podcast, of course. Make sure you check them out, everybody, if you haven't done that already. Epic show. Good stuff. Indeed. But yeah, man. Yeah, so, every time they cite that psychosis stuff, bubble hawk, you know, I always want to see that. I hear it all the time. I have never seen anybody cite any kind of study saying that this is actually something that's true. Mm -hmm. mm. I, I do like the fact that the, um, that Craig Ellis has come out and said, well, how can you follow health advice on one thing and completely ignore it on the other? Again, you know it's all I mean? about like the money, to... bro. Who's he getting paid by? Of, of course. But what it does do is just shows, well, clearly you're biased. And, and the more people that see that, and the more people we talk to and the more we get this out to people so they can understand it and see things like this, that that's when we're going to start to see change. Um, the more people that turn around and go, well, it's bullshit. You know, all, all this psychosis shit you're carrying on about is bullshit. Mm -hmm. People are predispositioned to it. All the, all the, the stuff I've seen um, and all, all the things I've read has been that it's people may be predispositioned to, to psychosis and have an underlying condition and any drug will bring that out add doc so ergo propter hoc correlation does not always equal causation Correct. And, and it's the opposite as well it's like i many times cannabis has stopped me from losing my fucking mind you know what I'm yeah. <laughs> and i've got similar shit in the article which i pulled up from the uk today i was trying to find some news and i, I didn't pull this up because it's such a great news story i just wanted to like point out the bullshit that is in this news story. And it's the same old fucking arguments, man. The same psychosis bullshit. Here we go. I'll read you some of this, right? Uh, Police bus to argue against cannabis legislation at Cheltenham Conservatives Forum. Academic mm. research now shows that cannabis can cause severe psychological harm, leading to serious depression, pathological sloth, Never heard that one before. You can turn into a bat, and now you can turn into a sloth too. That's and, a great I don't want the sloth, week, but I do want know, the pathological sloth. Strain name. Oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and, no, but these listen to psychotic and and everybody prepare yourselves. Violent aggression. Oh, <laughs> Come yes. on. Now, it just reading like the first so... fucking sentence there, you, you know this is oh, a bullshit no. article. 
What the fuck? Uh, so the opposite with, with people. You get a little bit of weed and everybody wants to be friends, man. Absolute fucking joke. Who comes up with this bullshit? Gloucestershire Police and Criminal Commissioner Chris Nelson is due to debate against the legislation of cannabis at a Conservative forum in Cheltenham. Cheltenham Conservatives will debate whether the legislation of cannabis would be beneficial for society at a policy forum at the, Victor- at the Victory Club on November the 30th. And Mr. Nelson, who wants cannabis to be reclassified as a Class A drug, will, make, will be making the case against legislation. Obviously, he's well informed on the topic. You know, <laughs> people caught in possession of a class A drug face up to seven years in prison and or an unlimited fine. And, and there's a few times here that they've started a sentence with the word and God, that it's like the person don't even know how to fucking write. But let's not go on a fucking tangent here. And Mr. <laughs> Nelson recently raised concerns about emerging medical evidence, which shows the long term impact of cannabis, particularly from high strength variants like skunk. And again, it's like, let's see if he's fucking studied. You know, mind-altering super skunk. Anyone that says that is immediately discredited, you know. Skunk, fuck off. Fucking, yeah, pathological (laughs) sloth, great great band name indeed. Skunk, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) You sound pretty (laughs) angry about it, Mackie. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed off about it, man. It's fucking, this is ridiculous. That's his inner sloth coming out. Yeah, yeah. It makes me violently rage. It's all this cannabis. (laughs) (laughs) Academic research, but I I would like to see him cite his sources because Mm -hmm. this whole gateway drug, harder drugs, that's like the same bullshit I got in high school during those DARE programs. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's been discredited a long time ago. So we have here academic research now shows that cannabis can cause severe psychological harm, leading to serious depression, depression and the word of the day, pathological sloth, psychosis <laughs> and violent aggression. The Tory PCC said in a recent blog post, it can also affect your DNA. L- listen to this bit. Oh, my God. I read this and I was like, this is the story I'm fucking reading. Is <laughs> It can also affect your DNA, leading to birth defects similar to those caused by flamidamide. Oh, Are you boy. fucking serious? You're going to have birth defect babies if you smoke weed. You know what I mean? What the no. fuck? What a load of bullshit. No, my missus smoked up to the time she was pregnant. Wow. Kids are smart. They're doing well. They're fine. You know, you know uh, what? I have to admit, I, did the, I was 20 when I had my first kid. And I may have smoked a little bit at the very beginning. And the only birth defect she has is being fucking awesome. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There you go, man. <laughs> God, it's yeah. a fucking fast, man. And it just also it's says uh, that this, uh, the smoking while pregnant also causes cancer and premature aging and increases the number of road deaths if drivers are under the influence. While illegal drugs are also behind much of the crime that blights our communities, the cost of the NHS and society is immeasurable. Death, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, if they re- if they resubmit this article as a research paper with footnoted, uh, you know, where did you get your sources right. from here? Then maybe we'll read it and debunk it. But right now, is yeah. it even worth it? But what academic research is he quoting? Like, Ab- absolutely none. He's never read a book in his life. He don't even no. know what academic academic research is. This tool, something that he heard yeah. a friend or somebody else told him, or something like that's what he quoted. Yeah. Now, how about this line here? Time and again, people complain to me about the antisocial behavior caused by the cannabis and its pervasive stench. And what? Antisocial is because we—it's the pervasive stench. We stay to ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's it's 
Who it's cares if it fucking smells, man? It can't be. You can't make something illegal just because it fucking smells. For fuck's sake. Yeah, because uh, based on that, cigarettes should be illegal because they mm. stink. There you go. Mm. I was going to go right there. <laughs> and have you ever have you ever smelled anything after like a like a giant ginormous outside party like Mardi Gras? Maybe alcohol should be illegal too. My gosh, this thing. pretty sure bad smells are subjective, so you can say everything mm-hmm. smells bad. That's I mean, true. TG loves cat piss. I I don't so much. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have it written down right here for one of my strains. But you know, it's like. Yes, you got to make sure that yeah. you got to pass a law to make sure everybody showers every day because if you stink, it's going to be upsetting people and you're going to be arrested for it because being stinky is obviously offending people. So, come on, man, how far do you take this shit? So, what it smells, some people don't enjoy it, some people do. No, That's just the way it is. It's would... no reason for something to be illegal. This article, he just basically started listing anything you could think about here. It's there's no research, there's no, there's no foundation mm-hmm. in any of that, Mackie. Right, so to finish off this article here, it says, to be clear, this is not a response to increased criminality or detections in Gloucester, but it's a but a wider national policy initiative to recognise the long-term dangers to health caused by cannabis and have uh, that graded appropriately. It is aimed at promoting discussion to ensure that there is a fair and consistent approach on these issues and consequences nationally. Thank you, police officer, for being a hero and protecting us all from this very dangerous drug we know as cannabis. That's it, crazy. Flamidamide, you know. Flamidamide. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm just I don't like know what to say, man. It's baffling. It's baffling. Who comes up with this shit? Do they not uh, have these articles checked by somebody <laughs> who knows what they're talking about before they write it? Yeah, but Hillbilly Herb had it. You know, it's smoking mids that causes the pathological sloth. Isn't oh, it? that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Patho- yeah. You know, it was, it was pathological sloth, then. That's the that's fucking that's a great name for a YouTube channel. That is yeah, something like that, man. Yeah. And he had yeah. it like that's a band name, pathological mm, I was gonna sloth. say, does, does, does anybody know when they're dropping their um, their LP? Is that Jack Johnson? That's the name for your next album, bro. <laughs> pathological <laughs> sloth. If I was in a stoner doom metal band, Pathological Sloth would be the fucking name to have. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that. It's a great metal name. One positive from this article is somebody's going to become Pathological Sloth as a band and make it big. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't forget about us. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, I think the academic research came straight out of the 80s. So. Yeah. Maybe even the 70s. Pathological Sloth. Yeah. (laughs) Get that going. God damn. So. A good article, man. It's a very strange one. I don't know how they let this shit pass sometimes. Who the fuck comes it up with this It just looks like they went off and like, let's write the most extreme shit of mm-hmm. all time. Like, like in this bait. day and age. And, uh, like bait. Yeah. Fucked. Fucked. Uh, just when I, when I read that, because I was thinking, this is a decent article. I think I'll put this on out there. You know, it's the psychological bullshit. But then when they said it, it was compared to flamidamide in any fucking way, it's like, yeah, that pushed me over the edge. That, that's... That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous, man. Nobody's being born with no arms and legs because their mother smokes some fucking weed, for fuck's sake. God <laughs> damn. Um, anyway, so we have uh, one more news story there from TG. What are you saying, TG? Yeah, no, my news story is uh, it's a funny one to me. Um, so I'll read it, and then we'll <laughs> talk about it. How's that? <laughs> it's Let's from it. CTV News. Um, and the title is Canadians 
have lost more than $131 billion investing in cannabis companies, according to firm. Whoa. Right? It's a big number. Mm-hmm. Really it's it large. Yes. It's huge. Um, and, you know, uh, with, with that number, you know, it depends on, I guess, how they came to that. And I don't know. I think the article goes into it a little bit here. So. Yeah, Canadians who invested in cannabis companies have lost more than $131 billion, according to data collected by the law firm Miller Thompson, which calculated the total losses of 183 public, publicly traded and licensed cannabis producers. It's a staggering number that if divided equally between an estimated 3 million active investors would equate to each of them losing $43,000. Uh, Larry Ellis, a lawyer with the firm, points out to CTV National News that he doesn't know of many Canadian investors who can afford to lose $40,000 individually. From high times to large swaths of an industry now going up in smoke. Oh, yeah, good one, guys. But <laughs> don't. <laughs> the money lost is just one example of the current state of the Canadian cannabis industry. Many are now pointing the finger at the federal government's rollout of legalization while noting that the black market is thriving. Levon Costanyan, Costanyan, probably, thought he'd found the perfect location for his retail cannabis shop on a busy pedestrian street in downtown Toronto. He opened his doors in September 2021 and 12 months later is forced to close. Constanian says he was he has another three years on his lease with a rent of $6,000 a month. He admits that bankruptcy may be the only way to get out of here. He spent nearly $300,000 on his retail store with his family lending him the bulk of the money. Oof. Licensing. Yeah. Licensing cost $10,000 for the location. Then I had all my renovations, which was about 150,000. Then I had rent and operating costs at 60,000. And then I had an inventory of 50,000. So we're already at 280,000. And that's not including payrolls for employees and overhead like that, uh, Constanian told CTV National News. That's hella expensive. Mm. Downtown Toronto is like probably really expensive, right? I don't know too much about the real law. And that's one of the stereotypes is uh, super expensive Toronto real estate. So yeah, that's quite steep. <laughs> Um, when he picked this location, his location, there was a black market cannabis shop two, do- two doors from his own, but he figured it would be closed quickly or that the government would adjust their legislation to allow him to compete with an unregulated store that continues to offer much more well, potent. That, that's his first problem right there. He was relying on the government to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah but yeah, that never happened is the next line (laughs) (laughs) from my perspective i did everything i applied for all the licenses i did everything why should i go bankrupt constant asked (laughs) the store next door sees a steady stream of customers and is able to sell cannabis products free of government regulations and taxes they've done nothing to shut them down right now there is no point opening a store i mean there's too much competition the margins are very low constantian added currently in toronto there are more weed stores than tim hortons Mm-hmm. Um, that's crazy. There's a lot of Tim Hortons. We love that <laughs> shit. It's the same in my town. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ellis has helped dozens of cannabis companies reorganize their businesses as they fight to stay afloat. Uh, it's an industry that has been created by the Canadian government and frankly set up to fail, Ellis said. Uh, CTV National News gained access to a 10,000 square foot unregulated grow up in southern Ontario. 
I like they call still call it grow up, you know. It's like call it a garden, you know. I mean, or something. Grow up is kind of, I don't know, funny still. Anyway, we were taken inside for a tour inside where, yeah, we were taken for a tour inside where roughly 1,600 plants are in various stages of growth. Every few months, a crop is harvested and a new one is planted. Paul Maris calls the space a cooperative medical marijuana facility and claims that the flower that's coming out of this medical environment is no different than what's coming out of a licensed facility. The only governance that's needed to make it to any customer shelf in the retail market is a certificate of analysis. Oh, I was just about to get my violin out, but, you know, strings broke on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maris says that thousands of plants are allowed to be grown at the sprawling operation using medical marijuana licenses issued to just four individuals by the federal government. He says that the cannabis facility is shared with medicinal users who pay only a quarter of the price to have their plants grown here instead of buying product from a licensed producer or retailer. Um, and however, there are concerns being shared that the eye-opening amount of cannabis grown using medical licenses at some facilities is finding its way to the unregulated market, which is the age-old argument. Mm -hmm. uh, when you see the volumes that these various medical growers are producing, it's a de decent instinct to think that it's going somewhere else, Ellis said. And Maris disagrees. I don't know about this black market you're speaking of. I know of medical patients that are supported from cooperatives like this, he said. Maris admits he's been growing marijuana for more than two decades, long before legalization, and as a result has a criminal record. I had to go away to serve time for conspiracy to traffic cannabis, and it's inhibited me from owning any more than 10% of a cannabis business, he said. Lame. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. Mm -hmm. It is really shitty. Maris believes that as individuals such as himself who have the knowledge to help make Canada's marijuana market viable for the future, and he's calling on the federal and provincial governments to loosen their restrictions on who gets to participate in the country's so-called legal system. Con currently, a long over overdue review of Canada's Cannabis Act is underway. The federal government claims part of their focus is to cultivate a diverse and competitive legal industry made up of small and large players to displace the illicit market. Though for Constanian and so many other retails, for small retail business owners, any legislative changes to the Cannabis Act are simply too late. Hundreds of independent retail shops are expected to close across the country this year. And as he facts, packs his final boxes and locks his door for good, Constanian doesn't miss word, mince words, sorry. I got screwed by the government 100%. The number of illegal stars keeps increasing. The number of legal stars keeps decreasing. So what was the point of all this if it's not working? Hmm. Mm. It's sad because, you know, you don't yeah. want to see a guy on his ass like this. You know, he tried to set up a legitimate business and it didn't work out because the government made stupid fucking rules in the first place, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he also didn't do his due diligence, man. Mm -hmm. Like, If you're mm -hmm. going to open a store, check your market. Mm -hmm. Like if it's if the market's already flooded, you've got to understand you're not going to make the money that you think you're going to make. And if and there's a fucking a, shop two uh, doors down. Yeah. Come on, uh, bro. <laughs> and then and then you're hoping the government's going to do something about it? Come on. <laughs> like, seriously? Not happening, man. Yeah. I think he's. I think half of it's him having a whinge and the other half is, is a problem. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I agree with the overregulation thing, and probably that's why it's tough to compete. I don't think the, the illicit market's ever going to go away. You know, even if it was, you know, really good... Uh, legally and easy and people make all kinds of money in their yeah. selection and stuff. it's just the nature of the plant 
Yeah, and it, there's an illicit market for alcohol and tobacco still. You know, even though you right, can go buy know. that shit legally, there's still some guy selling it for a little bit cheaper without tax involved behind the behind you know, you know behind the bike right. sheds or something. You know, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I would say the proportion like of people who drink alcohol probably you know it's not a, a high percentage that use that that uh, other illicit option. But with cannabis, I would I would posture postulate that um it would be much higher just because it's so ingrained in like everywhere we've always done this and it's a plant that we can grow in our basement and you can come and see and all that kind of shit you know the 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 very small scale black market will always persist um so yeah it's like i don't like the the finger pointing at at the the illicit part of this i think it's it's the government's fault for regulating it mm-hmm. in such a way that it's not competitive and that mm-hmm. needs to change before Absolutely. anything can be better here but uh just to say arrest everybody and once you get rid of all the stores that's just basically saying give us a monopoly so mm-hmm. we can sell whatever the fuck we want to people and have no competition because mm-hmm. there's a reason people go back to their old old dealers and shit because they know the quality is good they know it's consistent, more or less, you know. And what's with this bullshit? Good. Like he was locked up, so he's only allowed to own ten percent of the cannabis business, right? Mm. That what's too. that? What's that? What the fuck is that about? It's, it's yeah, it's a, a vetting thing, I guess. Um, initially, they were they were doing like big background checks to make sure you weren't part of organized crime. If you're, I think maybe they still do. I'm not too sure. Um, like I was actually just down at the police station getting, I had all 10 of my fingerprints taken because I have to get security cleared for my job. The and, fuck? Uh, like, yeah, you're like on the record, like big time. And uh, it's, uh, they, yeah, they just, they don't, they, they thought that was a good measure to keep organized crime from happening again. Even though, as we've seen over the past four years, there's been tons of white collar fucking crime, legal weed people do it illegal shit all the time you know whether it's fucking with uh you know cooking the books in terms of stock stuff or just literally growing illegal plants like can trust fucking did um so you know that didn't help so much ignorance man but um he's right though that these people like that obviously operate a 1600 plant grow and grow fire because they're the ones providing you know some of it probably i don't know where it goes the Maybe some of it goes to the the illicit market. Maybe it doesn't. I can't speak to that because I'm not there. But mm-hmm. it comes from somewhere, right, in the illicit market. And wherever that comes from is good. So whoever's growing that stuff is good at it. And a lot of those people are the people like this guy that tried to get in and can't because they have a fucking record or whatever. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what do you want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, man, it's shit to see somebody struggling and you know having to declare bankruptcy because of this shit. But that's the that's the way it goes, man. That's the way <laughs> yeah. the cookie yeah, crumbles. I don't. I'm not shitting on that guy. That sucks. Mm. But uh, it's like, yeah, we need to need, need to, to need to make a system that's fair for everybody, and isn't just going to cause problems for people at the end of the day because that's what keeps happening. Yeah, it's some bullshit, man. But yeah, bit of a shit news story. I mean, it's been reasonably good this week, though. I mean, a lot of mice getting high, rats. That is, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> what would you talk about the toad lickers? Mean? I still yeah. laugh at that shit. Yes. And I like that. What it was it? Uh, the sloth thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pathological <laughs> sloth. sloth yeah. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I like that title myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
creative genius there from the police officers in the UK for a change, for a change. <laughs> Maybe I'll need to have some shirts made up, pathological sloth. Mm-hmm. And it should be like a rat eating a shitload of ganja. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. But yeah, some interesting shit going on around the world. I don't think we have much uh, forum news to cover this week, do we? We uh, we do have a final winner on a plan of the month for uh, for uh, oh cool October. We had to do a runoff because we had mm-hmm. two plants that were tied with it, but we did have shown up that did actually he had two more votes than, than uh, the second place on it, but we did get a clear winner on the runoff. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Shona. Congratulations, for, uh, bro! Nice. I'll get that Super bling bro. assigned uh, ASAP. Very cool. Well done, bro. Yes. And uh, any any more news? I don't think there's any more news. To, uh, not that I can think of anyway. Artman was on some show earlier. So I'll drop that link over on the forum later on. So if anybody wants to go and see the show that Artman was involved in, then you can head over to the forum and see it. Of course, we have the uh, giveaways that are going on for the next three shows, this show and two more after this one, where uh, you can win some seeds from phenoseeds.com where you can win $50 voucher and a $75 voucher so you can go and pick whichever strain you like and we'll be discussing strains in the grow guide section of this show so maybe you can get some ideas from that section of the show later on but for now I think that's it I think that's all of the news And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. If you have any news stories you would like us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to get in touch over on PersusGrowRoom.com or you can email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram if you want to send us a message over there too. So send us some news stories if you see them. And of course, don't forget that on next week's live stream over on youtube.com slash highonhomegrown, we're going to be doing a giveaway where we give away a $50 voucher and a $75 voucher to spend over at phenoseeds.com. So you can buy whichever strain you like. So if you can make it to the live stream on Sunday, then be there. It'll be good to see you there. And as always, thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show. We massively appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it entertaining. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview and, of course, on Friday for the Growth Guides. So stay high, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll catch you on Wednesday for the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.